On today's show, we discuss our top five wide receivers going into the 2017 season. And is DeAndre Hopkins a part of that list? So DeAndre Hopkins is my number five. I knew it. I knew it. I know you knew it. And he's number five. I'm not going to poo-poo on DeAndre Hopkins. At what, at what point? At what point? How much could we pay you not to be a homer? Like, when? how much does it cost for you not to be a homer? DeAndre Hopkins is a top five wide receiver. Okay. He just is. He is. He just is. He is. So that means you left. I can't wait to see who you left out. I can't wait to see who you. Of all these wide receivers, we're going to name right now. Of all these wide receivers, we're going to name right now. I guarantee you, DeAndre Hopkins has the worst quarterback of all of them. Of every single one. T.Y. Hilton, he has Andrew Luck. Jordy Nelson. Terrible. Jordy Nelson has Aaron Rodgers. Okay, Des Bryant has Dak Prescott. They all have great quarterbacks. If you put a great quarterback alongside DeAndre Hopkins, oh, so you he think- would be tearing it up. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the New Channel Sports Podcast. This is Oenyi. Sitting to my left is Chris. What's good, y'all? I'm excited for this one. Really? Now, this one's going to be good because it could be a real dumb answer. We don't all agree on who number one is because number one is obvious. But we'll get to that. All right. And sitting across from me is probably one of the most annoying people I've ever met in my life. Trey, what's going down, bro? What's up, man? I'm gonna give a shout out to Cowboy Nation, Laker Nation. Say what's up. But can I have, can I have a name change? When you refer to me at the start of the show, can you start saying like that man, Trey? Can you say that going forward, please? I would really appreciate that. Let me think about it. I think <laughs> I about want you it. to say, but you got to say it with like your DJ voice, like that man, Trey. Now you see why I said he's annoying <laughs> in the beginning of the show. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please don't turn it off because of what you just heard. Just give us a second to get through the show. I thought about it. The answer is no. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. Uh, so anyway, we've been doing this this kind of, I guess, trend. We've been naming our top fives, right? We went, went over our top five quarterbacks going into the, two, the 2017 season. Now we're going to name our top five wide receivers. Going into the season. And I'm not going to start this time. I'm going to let one of y'all start with Thank five. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Let's hear Chris's five through seven first. Yeah, I had trouble with uh, number five. So I named three receivers. Uh, Mike Evans, Des Bryant. And I think the one that's going to surprise y'all a little bit is T.Y. Hilton. I put him in there. Nobody ever talks about T.Y. Hilton being one of the top wide receivers in the NFL. And I think that's I think that's a crime. Let me ask you this. Who led the NFL in receiving yards last year? Let me guess. T.Y. Hilton? T.Y. Hilton. People just think, okay, yeah, he just runs a little go route. Nah, watch this man play week in, week out. When you watch Andrew Luck play, that's his go-to guy. Everybody knows that. Secondary knows it. The cornerback knows it. Safety over the top knows it. And he still busts your coverage. T.Y. Hilton's one of the 
the better wide receivers in the NFL. And when I was coming up with this list, I put him at my number five. He's my true number five, but I'm kind of battling with Mike Evans and Dez there. Well, first of all, there is no way you can make a top five list and not include Dez Bryant. So thank you. Thank you for at least recognizing that. And I don't know what that look on your face is for. Because of what you said. But anyway, keep up. Let's go. Mike Evans. Let's go. Mike Evans is in that is in that, is part of that list too. So I think it is. But just so I could just you know appease the conversation that we're having right now, how do you rank T. Y. Hilton over Jordy Nelson? How is that possible? Well, look at the yards he gets. That's so. It's just yards. So what was, his, what was his signature play? What was his big moment? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> if I can, if I can steal Oeni's uh, comments there. Well, I mean, you know, I like T.Y. Hilton. Andrew Luck's, I mean, when I can't get Rodgers, Andrew Luck has been my quarterback for fantasy for a while. But you don't think Jordy Nelson's better than T.Y. Hilton? Jordy Nelson, in my opinion, when you watch the Packers play, he's really there kind of a tight end. Is He gets, I think he led the league in touchdowns last season. Mm-hmm. He gets really, he's really good at getting around the end zone area. But when you're not in the red zone, he's not your go-to guy. He's not even close to it. You're not really worried about him even busting you over the top anymore, specifically after his injury. But with T.Y. Hilton, T.Y. Hilton can beat you throughout the field. He'll even get you into the red zone and even help you score there. Well, see, and I think that's what the that's what the difference is with I mean, Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson, in my opinion, is probably one of the best receivers at slot as a, as a slot receiver. Probably the what the best, if not. One of the best, if not the best in the NFL, to me. Uh, he finds a way to get open. So I think what I like about these lists and why we all come up with different answers is because it's not who are your top five fantasy wide receivers or who are your top five route runners or anything like that. Um, T.Y. Hilton, I, lo- I like T.Y. I like T.Y. a lot. Um, but I think I'd have to put Jordy uh, ahead of him. So you have Jordy number five? No. No, 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 no. My number five receiver um, goes to... It was a tie. Okay. It was a tie. And my tie was between Des Bryant and Mike Evans. Yeah. I think though I mean, I I can't leave notice I said Des Bryant first. Shout out to Cowboy Nation. But Des Bryant first, then Mike Evans. But I think those I mean, I take either one of those on my team. You see, I didn't have Des or well, I had him tied for number five. I struggle with it because out of all these wide receivers, Des kinda has the the, the biggest yips. He drops the ball a lot. Yeah. And he doesn't stay healthy. And he, he has the most weapons around him. Yeah. How? How does Des have more weapons around him? Uh-uh. Ezekiel no. Elliott, he alleviates a lot on that offense. When you have a running back of that caliber and all that one-on-one coverage, I mean, come on. No, I'm not. Okay, look, look. Des Bryant is a great wide receiver. I'm just saying he has a lot of help. Okay. So first of all, first of all, it was a catch. Right, I just want to get that out there. Just put that out there you, right now. You had to bring that up. It was a catch, uh, but you would say Ezekiel Elliott's better than Le'Veon Bell. He's it's, a bigger it's, threat. It's, it's, I'm just no, saying. It's not like it's it's one A one B. Really? Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott and Le'Veon Bell are one A and one B. Well, it's really one A, one B, and one C. David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, and Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, if you give me angels, he's already backs, there. I'm happy. Who? Ezekiel Elliott's already there. Yeah, with Ezekiel. the offensive line and all that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. That's the top three running backs in the league. I mean, if we ever have a top three, that's 
no doubt those three running backs. It's not even a question. Okay, I'm just I'm just glad you're giving Dallas Cowboy props. I'm giving Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> and while we're here, can we get can we apologize to Lucky Whitehead? Can we oh, apologize wow. to, since we're talking wow. about wide receivers? Wow. Can we apologize? I, I I listened to that show and y'all were just jumping on this dude. Yeah, he's gone. He's out. The next. Well, that 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 was because Trey <laughs> was wanted mad, to. Man. They wanted he wanted the Dallas Cowboys. To put their foot down, to drop the hammer, and they did. And, and that's they the did. thing, though, the one time the Cowboys actually <laughs> dropped their foot down, it was the wrong, wrong foot. <laughs> My bad, lucky. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Sorry. Who's your number five? Um. DeAndre Hopkins is my number oh five. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. He has the best hands. In the NFL, I said it. Yes, I did. And Odell. Look, there was a catch that DeAndre Hopkins made that was on the level of Odell Beckham's catch. It really was. Okay, and he was at a disservice last year playing with Brock Osweiler. So DeAndre Hopkins is my number five. I knew it. I knew it. I know you knew it. And he's number five. I'm not going to poo-poo on DeAndre Hopkins. At what, at what point? At what point? How much could we pay you not to be a homer? Like, when? how much does it cost for you not to be a homer? DeAndre Hopkins is a top five wide receiver. Okay. He just is. He is. He just is. He is. So that means you left. I can't wait to see who you left out. I can't wait to see who you. Of all these wide receivers, we're going to name right now. Of all these wide receivers, we're going to name right now. I guarantee you, DeAndre Hopkins has the worst quarterback of all of them. Of every single one. T.Y. Hilton, he has Andrew Luck. Jordy Nelson. terrible. Jordy Nelson has Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Des Bryant has Dak Prescott. They all have great quarterbacks. If you put a great quarterback alongside DeAndre Hopkins, oh my goodness! So you he think, would be tearing it up. So Andrew Luck is a great quarterback. He's okay, okay, good. he's very good. He's, good. he's, he's had good. his ups and okay, downs. This, this, this is my point. All the quarterbacks I'm naming are better than whatever DeAndre Hopkins has had. Okay, so as good as Aaron, uh, sorry, and, and I like Andrew Luck a lot, but as good as Andrew Luck has been, shout out to Houston Stratford High School, he's been that bad. He's been that bad. The dude, I mean, he is but known. he is better. He's got that Brett Favre syndrome where he throws the ball to the other team, that Tony Romo in him. Like, he will just turn the ball over. Even though he's that bad, he gets himself into situations. He digs himself into a hole, and he'll dig himself right out of it. But he's that good. He is. I, li- I like him. I so, like I mean, him. all I'm saying is that all the quarterbacks you're going to name right now, Alongside these wide receivers are just some of the best in the business. Well, I can't wait to see who and DeAndre who, Hopkins who does on. not have any. The reason why I didn't have D Hop on my list is when you look at all these other wide receivers, they have a single characteristic that they have about them. T.Y. Hilton with his speed, even talking about Jordan Nelson, his ability to get touchdowns. D Hop is just a really good wide receiver, but he doesn't have the breakaway speed. He's not known for having the best route running ability, but he has the hands. Okay, he reminds me of Chris Carter. Oh, when you look, my I'm just, I'm, that's what I'm just saying. He reminds me of Chris Carter had the the best route running. He didn't. He wasn't the fastest wide receiver on the field, but he knew how to get into the end zone. If the ball was anywhere near him, it was a catch. 
there are some wide receivers that we know of that have tremendous speed but can't catch the dang on football. Will Fuller. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins is a top five wide receiver. That's just it. He's a top five wide receiver. I don't, I can't, I'm not being a homer. Maybe because I've seen him play more than anybody else. Couldn't you have at least tied? Okay. So who would, who's number six then? Let's just say it's a tie between it's, Hopkins and somebody else. It's Des Bryant. Des Bryant's number six. You said that just to shut me up, didn't you? No, I'm just saying Des Bryant's number six. He's number six. Yeah. That's awesome. You've come a long way. <sighs> <laughs> it took 18 shows, but you My came a long, way. a long way up. Your, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he's on number five. Number four. You got number four, Chris. Um, I have AJ Green, and I wanted to put him higher. Problem is, he gets hurt. Yeah, he gets hurt. And when you really think about AJ Green, he's really a one route wide receiver. He has that go route. So for my fantasy listeners out there, we all know if you get A.J. Green in the draft, if he doesn't have that one catch for 82 yards and a touchdown, your your fantasy day is not going to be that great. <sighs> I think he's just a one right wide receiver, but he's so good at it, he has to be in your top five. But is that is that him or is it the lack of a good quarterback? Because he doesn't have – I mean – no, the Red Rocket. You know he's He is. I mean, I I have AJ Green number seven on my list. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I think I think Des Bryant is a better wide receiver than AJ Green. I'm putting well, both of them get injured quite a bit, and I didn't want to sound like a hum a homer, so I put AJ Green as number four too. But I just think that I've seen games where AJ Green was just uncoverable so you mentioned about those intangibles that he has i don't know exactly how tall he is but he looks enormous on tv so where those jump balls that des Bryant's gonna drop adrian's not gonna do that aj green's gonna go up and make a play against the defender i mean i saw him eat up josh norman you know and i just think he's he's and you get the ball inside the red zone i don't know why you just don't throw aj green the ball the whole time like he's just that good to me and i don't know if it's because of um Dalton, when I watch some of their games, it just seems like he disappears sometimes. Like he just he's just not there anymore. I think it's that they're confused about what they're looking at trying to do. I mean, because even when they had, you know, Jeremy Hill, Giovanni Bernard, like they don't know what they want to do. They don't know if they want to throw the screen game. They don't know if they want to throw the ball out of the backfield. They don't know if they want to go to, you know, even when Sanu was there, like they, you don't know who they're going to throw the ball to. Like it's just, I don't know, but I think AJ Green, if it was me, he's getting, you know, a lot, right, a right. bigger percentages of the passes that we're throwing. And they just, they don't want to do that. I think he's so good. He, with Andy Dalton, he kind of has a Matthew Stafford syndrome that he had with Calvin Johnson. If you watch Matthew Stafford early in his career, he would just, it wouldn't be route running. He's like, I'm going to throw you the ball no yeah. matter where you're at. That's kind of the same thing with Andy Dalton, kind of going to O's point with him disappearing sometimes. Sometimes Andy Dalton just can't get him the ball because he's either getting rushed or he's looking to go intermediate passes. So I think that's why we sometimes see him disappear, which is why he's he didn't crack my top three. As good as he is, and you can knock Andy Dalton all you want to, at the end of the day, this man has been to the playoffs consistently, and that's hard to find in the NFL for a quarterback. And they've consistently lost in the first round. That's fine. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Because <laughs> that is there. Him there. Yeah, sure. Another quarterback that's better than any quarterback that DeAndre Hopkins has ever had in his life. All I hear is excuses. It's not an excuse. That's all I it's hear. the truth. That's all I it's hear. It's the truth. Quarterback isn't the only reason y'all haven't been successful. It's the reason DeAndre Hopkins has been successful last it, year. It has a lot more to do than just the quarterback. Well, 
whatever it is, it is stunting his growth. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your number four? Uh, number four, I have Mike Evans. Mike Evans is a beast, pure and simple. What him and Jameis Winston did last year, I had Mike Evans on my fantasy football team. I'm not going to lie to you. When I drafted him, I didn't really think he was going to do that much. But as the season progressed and as I was able to watch some of his games, you know, he had that final, I mean, uh, the fantasy football effect where I had to watch these games, the man is a beast. He's uncoverable, yeah. pretty much. If you, get, if you have him one-on-one in a one-on-one situation, Jameis Winston is going to give him the ball and he's going to catch it. He had Plain a, and simple. He had 173 balls thrown his way, which is the opposite of what a lot of guys get um, that are elite wide receivers. But he's, I mean, he's immediately after last season moved himself into probably, especially if in a PPR type fantasy football league, he's got to be a top 10. I mean, maybe even higher than that. Yeah. I mean, I like, think he's higher than that. Yeah. In a PPR league, he's yeah, probably. Because we did a PPR league last year. Yeah. Much higher. Yeah. I mean, the dude <laughs> is just to be. So I tied him with Dez. Um, I just, I, I like AJ Green a lot, but he's won me a couple ships, but that's a, that's not a bad pick at number, at number four. Yeah. I think this time next season, Mike Evans would be threatening to cap, to come into the top three. I didn't have him in my list. Or at least I had him on the fringe five right now. I just got to see it again. Right. I can I understand it. it again. I can understand that. The other guys have done it consistently. Right, right. But do you think he's better than DeAndre Hopkins? Mike Evans? Yeah. I think he is. Uh, easy. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. I think he is. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So the top three, we pretty much have all the same players at the top three. It just depends on what position we have them in, right? There's, I mean, it depends. I mean... So we could make this really easy. Are we talking about fantasy football stats? Are you talking about a receiver? How you, We're talking about the top five wide receivers going to this I'm season. just talking about the final three. The final three better be the same. If it's not, I'm going to turn this table no, upside is. down. it is. <laughs> so so do, you want, do you want to talk about them fantasy-wise? Okay, so that Hulk. Hulk smash. <laughs> <laughs> but are, you, are we talking about fantasy numbers or are we talking We're about – We're just talking about the top wide receivers going to this season. So, Okay. So can we say because otherwise it's going to be the exact same? I, it better be the exact same. I don't think it's going to be exact same. Okay, one through three. Okay, it's going to be the exact same people. No, it's going to be. It better be. Okay, let's hear it. I'm gonna go ahead and say mine, and hopefully I don't get some thrown at me. <laughs> uh, my number three is Odell Beckham Jr. He's a, a fantastic wide receiver. His hands are the best in the NFL. Love you, D Hop, but Odell Beckham. He kind of has a Curry effect. You know when Curry comes to the game and he's shooting those long half-court shots and people come to the game early just to watch? It's the same thing with Odell Beckham. Fans line up to the game, kind of get close so they can watch him practice. He's not even in pads and people are watching him practice. That's how good he is. And during the game, he's made explosive catch after explosive catch. But last season, I think he really honed his craft and became a better receiver, cutting down the middle more, making – um the go routes look a little cleaner. It's not just him running. It's him giving you a little stunt before he goes there. I think he's turned into a complete wide receiver. I agree. I think he I, – I have him at number three too, but I think he's one of those also boomer bust type players. I've seen some games where – I mean, he'll go into halftime with one or two catches. He might end with five or six, but I just I, – I don't know if it's Eli. I don't know if it's their lack of a running game or the troubles that they've had on the offensive line, but I don't understand why he doesn't have more catches or more attempts. Like, I just don't get it. And I don't know if it's his attitude because he's lazy. 
I mean, like if you watch him, I mean, I, sometimes I've just been in plays watching him. The dude is lazy. So if he knows he's not getting the football, I bet I think that's a maturity thing. But what scares me is that now that they have Brandon Marshall, that's what I was about to bring oh, who's another beast, um, nowhere near the top ten right now. But if with Brandon Marshall and Odell, you've got to respect both of them. But hopefully he learns from Brandon Marshall, and hopefully they're both not high heads at the same time because then A line ain't gonna have nobody to throw the ball to. So what's what's a better duo? This is the better duo. Mike Evans and Deshaun Watson Deshaun or Jackson. Marshall. I mean, I mean, Deshaun. I said the time. I had the Watson on the brain. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Jackson. Of course. Or uh, Brandon Marshall and Odell Beckham. Statistically or hard to defend or what do you think? What are you Just, asking? You know, the, the better duo going into the season. Like what's going to be the, the harder duo to defend going the, into the season? The Bucks for sure. I think because Deshaun Jackson stretches the field, which means you're going to you, – you, you probably need to have safety help over the top. If not every play, a good portion of the time. If not, he's going to blow by almost every defender in the league, which means you've got one less person to help with the other threats that the Buccaneers have. So possession-wise, third and five, third and six, I mean, I think the Giants, uh, Eli should have the highest efficiency on third down ever, ever. But in the middle of the field, long situation, first and long, second and long, you, I don't. You can't defend Mike Evans and Sean Jackson. I don't think you can. I think it's gonna be hard. I think it's gonna be hard for all teams to do that. Uh, I think it's the Giants for one reason. I think Deshaun Jackson's gonna get hurt at some point. I mean, it's just I don't like saying that. I don't wish that upon anybody, but right. he just can't stay healthy. So if I had to pick a team that specifically with yardage and the yards the two receivers are gonna get, I have to go with the Giants and Brandon Marshall and Odell Beckham Jr. I think the addition of OJ Howard. Um, to the Buccaneers as a as a tight end, Jameis Winston. Well, I've talked about this a few times. Probably the third or fourth time I've even mentioned it. But when with Deshaun Jackson, OJ Howard, and Mike Evans, man, come on. I mean, it doesn't even seem right. It doesn't seem fair. That's why I picked them to finish first or second in that division and probably make the playoffs because they're going to be tough to defend. And OJ Howard, as big as he is, and as I mean as mobile as he is as the tight end, you they're in trouble. Defenses are in trouble. When they watch those, when they watch those kids play, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. OJ Howard is an Alabama boy, right? Mm-hmm. I watched him and Mike <laughs> Evans in college, and I remember there was a game when I was watching Johnny Manziel running around, and everybody's excited about Manziel. But when they used to play Alabama, and you would watch the Alabama secondary try to hold Evans, you knew he was special. Mm-hmm. And I could say the same thing about OJ oh, yeah. Howard. When you watch OJ Howard Stupid. in college, this this dude is a freak. Yeah. He's a freak. Yeah. He's that so they, good. That, they, he was a steal, man. Yeah. He, he was a steal, so I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Well, I have Odell number three as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dude is special. He has the speed. He has the hands. Like Chris was alluding to earlier, he showed me a little bit something last year. He evolved a little bit last year. I do think that Eli is stunning his growth as well. Eli is not always there, but he is definitely an elite wide receiver. There's no doubt about that. So I have number three as well. Yeah, I pretty much said everything you can say about him. So, <laughs> yeah. So n- number two, I'll go with number two. Your man, Julio Jones. He is the number two wide receiver in the league. Um, He has a speed. He has a size. He has he pretty much has it all. I mean, the man is just, he's also unstoppable. Like, wide receivers in the league today, like, what do DBs do right now? When you're standing across from this guy, do you, like, try to do a Deshaun Stevenson or something like that and just blow in his ear or something <laughs> <laughs> to try and stop him or something? I mean, 
what do you do? I mean, Julio Jones is a beast. He reminds he, me of my game at wide receiver. What? Julio. Yeah. That's how, I'm, On Madden? <laughs> when you trace somebody? <laughs> what, what are you talking he about? Reminds right me, if I line up a receiver, that's how people have to respect me. Like they respect Julio Jones. Like that's. I'll be chopping at the bit <laughs> if I was standing across. He reminds me. He reminds me a lot of myself. Oh, so right. I, I had to give and him a shout out. There you wake out. up. I had to give him a shout out at number two also. Uh, I just. You can't defend the guy. I mean, yeah. you really can't defend the guy. I think he's got- with Matt Ryan throwing the ball, man. It's over. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but with Julio, uh, there's not there's not a bad thing you can say about him. I mean, I mean, he's injury prone too. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, there's really nothing you could say about him where he lacks in speed. Which really is not really a lack of speed, but where he lacks in speed, he makes up in size and agility and hands. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I listed him as number two as well. On my list, I had Julio's number one. I think he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. I think he stands out more than any other wide receiver because he's 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 not a drama queen. He's not somebody you see on the field even begging for the ball because he doesn't need to beg for it. He's so good, it comes to him. You already talked about his speed, but the thing that Julio Jones has that I really haven't seen in a wide receiver in a long time, I'm talking maybe even T.O., is just his power. When you see him not just catch the ball, he's not even, he doesn't have to run away from you. He does have the breakaway speed. But even if you get close to tackling him, he has his power. He'll push you off. In my opinion, with the elite quarterback that he has and Matt Ryan, those two together, they're incredible. Mm-hmm. Even when they're having bad a bad game or even bad seasons because they both had bad seasons and really horrible winning four, five, six, seven games. Those two are incredible. Yeah, I, I think this year is going to be a test for the Atlanta Falcons. Even though I did put Matt Ryan as a top five quarterback going into next season, the loss of Kyle Shanahan is huge. It really is. That that offense, was it was by far the best offense in the league last year. I don't care what you say. It was clicking. Except for the second half of the Super Bowl. That's on their defense to me, but we can talk about that another day. That offense was clicking on all cylinders. I mean, you had Sanu. You had Julio Jones. You had the running backs in the backfield. You had Matt Ryan. You had their tight end. I mean, everything was working. And it it looked at some points in the season, during the playoff run they had, it looked like, who's going to stop this? And so with the loss of that offense coordinator there, I, I do think they might have a hurdle. But if they can get, if they can pick off where they left off last year, then yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be good this year also. If they make the playoffs, that division, you know, you never know. Sometimes that division, yeah, that there, you have the Saints, you have the Bucks, you have the Falcons, you have the Panthers. Each each year, whatever quarterback decides that they really want to play, don't get me wrong, Drew Brees always comes to play. Of all the quarterbacks, he's the most consistent. Out of those four, but you know, yeah, but the Bucks finishing nine and seven last year with the squad that they had—that's the scary part. Right. With the squad that they had, they finished nine and, and seven. They should, they should have once like a couple yeah, other they games, a couple yeah, of close games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm 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 on the bandwagon. I will say that as far as Matt Ryan and Julio Jones are concerned, really the entire Atlanta Falcons team. I don't think them making the playoffs this year is t- a, a bad reflection on them because you got to think about it. Most teams that 
lose the Super Bowl. Right. They don't come back the next year. Right. And most teams don't lose the Super Bowl the way the Falcons lost right. the Super Bowl. So that's no what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's going it's to yeah. say a lot about them. Going, it's, it was similar to the way the Spurs lost to the Miami Heat. I thought they were done. And I, I said before the season started, it's going to show a lot of character if the San Antonio Spurs were able to get back. And not only did they get back, Tim Duncan did something he never does. He guaranteed the win going into the finals. Like, we're going to get this done. If Atlanta can go back and just even make the playoffs next year, kudos to them, really and truly, because that's a stain that's never going to go away, that loss in Super Bowl. Yep, I think that's something they're going to have. Every game that gets close, every lead right. that starts to dwindle. It's going to be I mean, in the back that, of their head. It has to be. It right. absolutely has to be. Their fans, their players, their coaches, everybody. I mean, I know they're professionals, but um, so – if we move on to number one, and so I, we better, we have to have the same number yeah, one. Have, and yeah. I assume our number one is your number two. But what Antonio Brown has been able to do in football is ridiculous. I mean, I, to me, he is the best wide receiver in football because the dude gets open. I've seen Julio do it too, but when Antonio Brown can take a screen pass and go for 80, mm-hmm. like that just. That, that dude is ridiculous. If it, and you can't cover him. I mean, I can't. Seen, he's uncoverable. He's beating a press coverage, releasing you to a linebacker who's hit you and a safety over the top. Like he's run slant goes and still, you know, he scoring. Makes it look easy. It doesn't make any sense. Over the last four years, uh, his stats said he had 481 catches, 6,315 yards, and 43 touchdowns with not playing every game. Like that just blows my mind that streak of five catches a game he had i mean i know some of them were screens and stuff like that but you can't game plan around that guy you mm-hmm. really really can't they start sending him in motion and start running him you know in these slant routes and these posts and streaks and digs like he could run any route and you can't cover him period you just can't cover yeah He's a uncoverable and you know and in, in doing this so that i'm the dude i can't hate i can't hate the I, real reason i haven't at number one is so I can see him dance in the end zone. <laughs> oh, now, now you can too. Yeah. Oh, now the some ridiculous stuff. There is one dance he has. I don't know what he's doing, but this is hilarious. He just puts the ball and just, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's funny. I don't think he knows what he's doing. I think the best compliment I can give Antonio Brown is when you watch him play, you can literally think you're watching flag football. That's how much they can't even grab him. He just moves around you as if you're playing flag football. That's how fast he is. I didn't have him as my number one for just really one reason. He's kind of a drama queen. He is. He is. And when you have a quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger, I'm not saying Ben Roethlisberger is the best quarterback in the NFL, but I think he's the most wide receiver friendly quarterback in the NFL. He holds the ball for so long. Which you can't tackle him. him. You can't tackle him. <laughs> so I don't see how when you're playing with such a – a quarterback, a wide receiver friendly quarterback, how you can still complain when he throws you the ball pretty much anytime he's in the pocket and in trouble, he's giving you the rock. I, I don't get it. But he, it's still, he's still number one though. Yeah. Like even though he complains, he's still number one. Because he should get, he could get the ball more. But what blows my mind is I'm a quarterback. So normally I'm watching the quarterbacks. Like I want to see what they're reading. I want to see what they're looking. I want to see their happy feet. I want to see all this stuff. But when I watch the Pittsburgh Steelers play, like I don't even look at the snap. I don't. The only reason I know the ball is snap because I'm watching Antonio Brown. It's one of the first times. Like normally, you watch the snap, you watch the quarterback, you see where the ball is thrown. If I'm watching a game, a Steelers game, I'm looking where he's lined up at because I want to see what he's going to do. And I mean, to me, it's 
he's taken the game of uh, the NFL game and made it fun. So I know we refer to it as like the no fun league and stuff like that in the past. But to me, watching him, hearing him, I mean, who who pulls out their phone and puts their coach on on Twitter? That or was that was Instagram. dumb though. It was stupid. That but was like, dumb. who does that? I mean, like to me. That's fun. The fans wanted it. The fans want to be inside of that. It was wrong for him to do that, right? I mean, especially since it's a team environment and stuff like that. But, like, he's having – he's out there literally having fun. Like, find me, you know, for writing this on my shoe. Find me for dancing. Like, I I don't want him just to throw away money. But, I mean, I think he makes the game fun. So, even as a Cowboy fan, to say that they enjoy watching the Steelers play that much, that's hard. That's really hard, Um, especially since they have one more ship than us. But that's a whole other story. But he's entertaining to me. I go with Julio for one reason. I think he's the best receiver in the league at what I'm about to say. I think if you have one drive left, you're going 80 yards down the field, you can pick one receiver in the NFL. I'm taking Julio Jones. He's How much only- time is left? Two minutes. I'm taking Julio. He's the only one who can get me a touchdown on that first play, but he's also the only one who can literally take me down the field and catch it every single time. I think you're underestimating Antonio Brown. I really do. His route running, too? Oh, Fantasy football. It forces you to watch other players, right? Don't get me wrong. This is 1A, 1B. I'm not even saying that you're necessarily wrong. But if I had to pick a wide receiver, it's out of those two, definitely. And it's it's not going to be just like, oh, easy choice. I'm picking Julio Jones or Antonio Brown. But if I have Antonio Brown, I feel pretty confident. Yeah. The, Unless I have Brock Osweiler back there. It's, it's, it's over. <laughs> it's done. What about Savage? Oh, that's a, that's another that's another topic that we, we will talk about that later. But what Definitely. I see with Antonio Brown is I've seen people try and press him and he beats you. I've seen people try and play off of him and he beats you. I mean, with Julio, I mean, you'll see a lot of people. A lot of people, you really can't press Julio because if you press him, I mean, he's too big. He's going to get right by you. So if you play a little softer coverage on him, he's not going to route you up. To me, I don't think Julio's going to just route you up like that. I don't know if it's just the Falcons passing game. I don't know if it's just the route combinations or whatever it is. But Antonio Brown, you don't know. You back up off him, he's going to catch a screen, make you miss, and gone. He's gone. So I don't know, man. Like, it's it's tough. You, I mean, I'm not going to complain if I had either one of them on my team. But Me either. I'm taking Antonio. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Antonio. But it's, it's, it's close. Like, it's, it's close. The top five. I can tell you who's not in the top five, and that's DeAndre Hopkins. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel, bro. <laughs> <laughs> if that's how you feel. Brandon Cooks will have a better year than DeAndre Hopkins. Amari Cooper should have made your list before DeAndre Hopkins. Amari Cooper? Amari Cooper. He got honorable mention. I, I, I thought about putting him on my list. He, he's not better than D-Hop. Demarius no. Thomas is better than DeAndre Ooh, Hopkins. You out your mind. I'm just Demarius saying. Demarius Thomas? Yeah. How many good years he had in this, in this league? Several. Which one? Several. several. He's had several good years. He had years more than one good year? DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, Demarius Thomas? Demarius Thomas? Yeah. Ooh. Are you serious? Demarius Thomas, his hands are terrible. Let me tell you that right now. I saw him in some games. They tr- treat him like a number one receiver, but he's just not ready to take it. There, there are some instances where I look at him play, and I'm like, you should be a beast. Okay, and so he's, he's just not. Can I answer your question? 2012. 94 receptions, 1,434 yards, 10 touchdowns. That's not impressive. It's not. 1,400 yards is not impressive. No, no, the, the other stats are not 92, 92 receptions? That's it's, as many that's as not, Beckham had last year. That's, that's as many as Mike Evans had that's last year. not impressive year. to me. 2013, 92 catches, 1,430 yards, 14 touchdowns. 2014, 111 catches, 16. Who was that, who was that with? Was it with Peyton Manning? 
uh, 14. No, it couldn't have been. No, that's Peyton Manning. Yeah, no, it was Manning. This is all it was Peyton Manning. Manning. all Manning. Okay. Manning, Manning was there in 2012? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so 111 receptions, 16, 19. 14.6 yards How a catch he in your and 11 touchdowns. I'm just saying because he's fallen off the last couple of years. That's because Payne Man. 105 man. yards because he had he had Brock Osweiler and, well, not truly Osweiler. He had, um, who's their quarterback last year? Simon, Paxton, uh, Simon, Sim, Trevor Simeon. Simeon. Yeah. He still had 105 receptions, 1,304 yards and six touchdowns. And then last year, 90 receptions, 100, I mean, 1,083 yards and five touchdowns. <sighs> So that's not shabby, bro. There's a it's lot of there's a lot look, of receivers look, who look, don't have look, that many. Has, what was his yardage before Payne Manning got there? So that'd be 2011. Oh, 551. <laughs> that was the second year in the league. <laughs> what did D Hop do? I, that was the second I, year in the I, I league. I said this. I said this on a podcast multiple times. Peyton Manning has put at least two receivers. He's going to put two receivers in the Hall of Fame. Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison. Oh, yeah. Because that's ridiculous. The the jump in number from non-Peyton Manning, and Grant, it was Tim Tebow before that, right? Oh, whew. So, My yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> but the jump in numbers with Peyton getting there is ridiculous. Yeah. I just don't think that Demarius Thomas is – is he better than Des Bryant? Negative. Okay, then. I, mean, I think they're on the same level. No. They're right there. They're, it, it's you could debate. Like he's that. like there's one about number eighty eight, baby. One. Okay, so you talked about wide receivers that you would have on your last drive. There's no way I'm touching Thomas. He just I don't know if it's just me, but I've seen him make drop huge passes. I don't know if that's just me if it's in my head or I have to go back and think about what happened last season. But he seems like he drops a lot of balls. I don't. I don't. I, maybe I don't. I don't see that. Um I don't, I don't, I don't see him dropping a lot of passes, but I, I can't say that I watch a lot of. Broncos I trust Emmanuel games. Sanders more. Than I trust him on that offense. Trust. I'm not saying he's the better I receiver, Emmanuel, but even when you watch the games, you can see that. Yeah, I last year in the crunch moments, they went to Emmanuel Sanders. Right. Right. Yeah, but Emmanuel Sanders was playing the slot too, right? Yeah, he's a better route runner too. It's a lot easier to do that. Um, Demarius Thomas is going to beat you on a slant, possibly on a go or a jump ball. He, he, and it's funny you bring up the Cowboys games and their crunch crunch. Crunch time moments. They either go to Witten or Beasley. Or Beasley. They oh, yeah. don't go to Des Bryant. Yeah, I don't. I mean, he will drop the ball. In big Des time. is known to drop yeah, some passes. He is too. Yeah, Des is known to drop some That's passes. That's one thing D Hop's not going to do. He's not going to drop any passes. And he ain't going to get open either. What? He <laughs> out your mind, dude. You got a streak. You got a streak in him. He's out your mind, man. You got a streak in him. So, NFL training camp is a start. Just started now, right? Um, You guys are excited, right? I seem like it seems like I'm the one that's really excited about the NFL starting. Mm, it really hasn't hit me yet. Okay. It really hasn't hit me yet because, I mean, we really don't have anybody, at least on my team, nobody who's really you know fighting for a roster spot. I think we're all all waiting for February to see if the Patriots going to win another Super Bowl. I mean, I I don't think that there's I don't know it's gonna be competitive and it's gonna be I think all NFL seasons are good like even the worst NFL seasons have been good to me, but I think we're all we all know the end of the story we've seen this movie before. sixteen and zero Patriots probably you I mean so? I I think they'll drop a game just because I think that's natural and Belichick I, mean, I I could see I mean Belichick just saying like you know what. Like, forget it. I'm going to sit somebody. Or I'm going to sit some starters. They didn't do that last time. I know they didn't, but they learned a lesson last time. Well, I think I think that is something on Bill Belichick's and Tom Brady's resume that they really want. Because that's the only blemish yeah. when you really look at it. People make fun of him about, th- about that. Oh, yeah, I went 18-1. and 
like that's something to be. I mean, I know it was a big game or like that, <laughs> but for you to even come that close. Yeah. I think they could go 16-0. They do have the Texans on the schedule. That would be difficult. Oh, that's a win. Think. That's a dub. That's in Foxborough, right? I think it'll be in Houston this year. I got to check. I thought if if you look at the the Patriots playoff run, oh, the Texans defense gave that offense the most problems. It really did. They were able to get in Tom Brady's face, and he looked flustered a lot in that game. He really did. The offense didn't play well that game. So the Texans, yes, they will be an obstacle to get get past during yeah, a regular season. I agree with that. Trey, yeah, it's gonna be in Foxborough. Is it? Yeah. yeah. The, well, they're not going to win the game. Okay, they're, they're not. not, not going to win. <laughs> I'll t- I'll take Was it third, fourth game of the year? <laughs> I think it's the third September, game. September twenty fourth, I think, something like that. Yeah, it's the third game. Uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know why I have that. Like, why do I know that? I just, you know, I've tried to count the number of games that the Patriots are going to win and the Texans are going to lose. Um, but. It, uh, let's just do they this could right up, they now. could let's, upset them. They let's, could. Let's just do this right now. Who wins more games, Texans or Cowboys? <laughs> Is that you don't even believe? You. Let's bet a hundred push-ups on that. Let's bet that. I'm always down for my Texans, bro. We'll go double or nothing. Bet then. it. Okay, we'll go, double we'll or go, nothing. Because we'll you're going to obviously lose <laughs> with the, the mellow thing. So you're going to be doing fifty push-ups. <laughs> Mellow's coming to Houston, so that's off. So you have fifty push-ups in the bank right now. So we'll we'll put push-ups in the bank. We're not going to do all straight. I'm not going to be over here looking like the Incredible Hulk or anything like that. I can't do 100 push-ups straight. I'm sorry, guys. I can't do it. I can barely do 20 right now in the stage of my life. Anyway, so we'll put push-ups in the bank. So Deal. Do the Texans win more games than the Cowboys? Mm. Let's wait for the season to start, and then oh, I'll put that on go. the table. I'll put it on the table when the season starts. Okay. Oh, you want me to answer it for you? Save you some push-ups? No. No way. No way in hell. I say that because I, I really want to see you do these push-ups. There's not, they are not going to be – they won't win more games than the Cowboys. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. So you're say, you say the Cowboys play in the most competitive division in yep. football right now, right? Correct. So, and one of the toughest schedules in the NFL. And you said they're going to finish, what, 13-3? and three? Mm, Probably. 12-4, no, 13-3. You're out your mind. Yeah, I almost dropped the f bomb on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Texans, Texans might finish, might finish nine and seven, maybe. That's if they get smart and start Watson out the gate. If they don't, mm 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 six and ten. Okay, I, eight. I, I, eight. I, really, I really believe eight think, and eight. I really believe they go eight and eight. No, to be honest though, I think both teams have the potential to have losing seasons. I really do. I think Boy. the Texans and the Cowboys. I would not be surprised they both finish eight and eight or worse. You are out your mind. I'm serious. You are out I'm, of I'm, your I'm, mind. I'm, I'm so serious. I, I agree. When you look at the Cowboys' schedule compared to last year, last year they played a last place schedule. This year they're playing a first place schedule. So that's going to change already in the mounted pressure. We didn't play. We didn't play a, a cupcake schedule last year. But it was a last place schedule, right? right? But the teams we played, I mean, we played some pretty. We played some pretty tough teams last year. Uh, we didn't. I mean, it wasn't like we. It wasn't like we were just, you know, just playing up against some bums. Now, don't get, don't get it, don't get it twisted. We we came out busting heads, and I think people knew that with what was happening with you know Tony Romo. I think people expected us to be a little bit different. But um, I'd have to pull it up. But I, I don't think the Cowboys played that bad of a schedule last year. I really don't. We uh, 
I know schedule wise and schedule, the schedule maker said it was a a last place schedule, but we we came out busting people's heads. Well, I, I think it everything falls on the shoulders of Dak Prescott. If he can come out his sophomore year and not have a slump, then y'all y'all really do have a quarterback. Honestly, because a lot of quarterbacks come in the sophomore year and they have a slump. That is what happens. So if he didn't get past that and defensives haven't figured him out, then, yeah, I can see them finishing, you know, 11 and 5 or better. But think, we played against the NFC North last year. So we played the Bears, who we garbage. Beat, we beat. We played the 49ers, garbage. who were bad. We beat the Bengals, who's a playoff team. The defense was garbage. Okay, we beat the Packers. Defense is also garbage. We played the Browns. The Brown, the guard. This is this is a bunch of trash and garbage. Okay. We played the Steelers. Their defense wasn't that good either. Oh, here we go. You're just making a bunch of excuses. They're not. They we played the Ravens. Who the Steelers can't play man defense for their. We played their the life. Ravens, who weren't bad. They had some good acquisitions last year defensively. Then we barely got by the Vikings, who at the time had one of the top defenses. At the, their defense was ridiculously to crap. Good. Well, not not at, at, at the end, the but first not when we four played games them. Of the season. Not when we played. They were, them. They were fantastic. That was, one of our, that was one of our lowest scoring games of the year against them. Um, that Something was happened that defense. More competitive games. And then we played the Bucks, who were a winning Their team. Their defense wasn't good either. And then we ended up against the Lions. We smashed them. That's a very bad schedule right there. What are you talking I mean, about? Those teams are not very good at all. Right. But, I mean, we can only play who they put in front of That's us. That's what I'm saying. This year changes. But this year is harder this year. But who, well, you want, I mean, I think we've done this. Well, we did it for the Texans, I think, but we didn't do it for the Cowboys. Yeah, let's go over the Cowboys real quick. Let's see the wins and losses for the Cowboys real quick. Yeah, but don't be a homer. No, I'm not. I'm not going to be a homer. I don't like the Cowboys. Chris, you got the Cowboys schedule pulled up? Yeah, I'm about to pull it up. I'm not pulling up. You know what for the Cowboys? <laughs> so, the no Cowboys the Giants. I have it pulled up. Okay. Uh, I think they'll, they'll beat the Giants. And we open up at home? I'll give them a dub there. Okay. At home against the Giants? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, let's give them a dub. This is That's one. Okay, that's fine. We'll give them a dub for that. And then we got the Broncos. Where? In Mount High. It's Mount but High. You, don't even know, you can even name the Broncos starting quarterback right now. Okay, that's two and Okay, I, I'm not giving the one in my high. I can't do it. It's real hard to go to my high and win. No, it is. It is. Their it defense, is. If their defense, their defense late in that season was still able to win games from. It was a defense that was winning games from last year. But I still get a cow. Don't look at me like that. Okay. Uh, Trey. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll give <laughs> I'm giving the Cowboys a win. We'll still. give them that one. The next game is uh, at Arizona, the Cardinals. I'll we'll give them a loss one. on that one. I'll give, give them a loss. loss on that one. That's a dub. Easy. The, Okay. The card the in, in Okay, so so let's do this. Let's do this. Okay, so two and ones. Either way, so your dub, your dub. So let's see. That's two and one. Um, then they got the Rams. We don't even know if that's home or away. I'm going to give them a dub there. <laughs> so that's three and one. Then they play the Packers. In <laughs> Texas Stadium. In, at Jerry World. Man, Aaron Rodgers got that, bro. We smashed him last year. Doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers you know, got during that. a regular season, I will give them this victory. For the regular season purposes only. But not playoff purposes. Not playoff purposes. Okay, fine. They're four and one. Four and one. We'll go ahead and skip over the 49ers or five and one. Five and one. And then they got the Redskins. They in might Washington. start six in and Washington. One. That's gonna be that's gonna be a, a, a shootout. Yeah. It's gonna be a shootout. Mm-hmm. But I, I can still think the Cowboys can win that game. Yeah. They can still win the game. I'll give it to them. The Redskins will probably beat them in Dallas. Probably. That's the way it's gonna work. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, that's the way it's gonna work. And then they have the Chiefs next. Where's that? 
is at it, home. Oh, well, we can stop doing this. They're, they're going to do the playoffs. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> we can stop doing it right now, man. They're going to be eight, what, eight and one, maybe. And then at it, the worst, seven and two. Well, well it's the thing. But then it all goes bad because play the Falcons. They'll lose that one. Cake. They'll lose to the right. Falcons. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll take that. They'll play the Eagles. They'll lose that one. Not at home. Wins. They'll lose that one. Okay. They'll play the Chargers at Duh. home. They'll win that one. That's nine wins right there. Though, exactly. Right? Yeah. And then after They're that, going we, to the playoffs. we go to Oakland. We got yeah. Seahawks. Well, you know, you know, playing the first case, first place schedule, but it's, it's, it's not. Well, you know, year, year, year like, after it's not, year, it doesn't though. to me appear to be like a true first place schedule. Yeah. At twelve and four, I think the Seahawks are going to give us some fits. The Falcons playing the Seahawks, yeah, but that's the second last game of the season. At that point, they're probably playing it, for seeding, right? Yeah, so, man. but the Seahawks are going to give us some fits. The Packers are going to give us some fits. The Falcons are going to give us some fits. I think we'll have a good game with the Raiders. Um, and then you throw in one or two divisional losses. So you're looking at maybe, I mean, four, five losses maybe, max. We're back, baby. Been saying it for a couple months. I just I despise it when you say that. Yeah, I'm not going to take that <laughs> Texas bet. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why oh, the bet's good. Bet's made. Bet's yeah. made. That's no, I didn't. I didn't agree to that. Oh, you no, agree to it? I didn't agree to it. Oh, yeah. I, said, I said, let me wait yeah, till so the we season have this starts. On tape. We have I this said, on let tape. me wait. Did I not say let's wait till the season starts? <laughs> I said that. <laughs> oh, you can bock, bock, bock all you want to. <laughs> I'm the smart man here. Okay, I didn't just say, oh, Bellows not going to be in Houston. All Bellows not, not going about- to Houston. Okay. That's when fine. Kyrie gets traded to New York, Melo's going to stay there, ride this out. Watch. Watch. It's going to be Melo, KP, and Kyrie. What was the bet, though? The bet was that he would come to Houston or not. No, you say he's going to go somewhere else. That's what you said. No, you said he's going to go. Bet, oh, you said, you said um, OKC. OKC. That's what you said. Yeah, we have it on tape. Don't <laughs> make that face. We have it on tape, brother. <laughs> I said Kyrie was going to OKC. No, you said Melo's going to OKC. Oh, Melo's going to OKC. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this yeah. Is yeah. Melo's going to OKC. Either you're doing push-ups or nobody's doing push-ups. <laughs> That's the way it's going to go down. Okay? So anyway. <sighs> I just lost my train of thought now with all that NFL talk. Um. Mm. It's probably because you can't think straight because of what's really good. The reason people aren't talking about the NFL is because the drama king oh, himself, man. LeBron James, he won't. I mean, what's up with this dude? We got to see what's going on first. He wants to fight everybody. Let's, let's just see what's going on for Maybe he really, maybe Kyrie really did something. To make him want to fight him. Like, uh, no, not but what you think he did. Not what you think he did. What do I think he did? <laughs> you you he think LeBron's he... mamas came back. Like, him and Delonte West. Look, I don't know, I don't know what happened. I don't... <laughs> I'm listening to the podcast, and it's a normal good show. And then all of a sudden, I hear Delonte West. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, how did Delonte West come up in this conversation? Because, look, let me tell you something right now. If Delonte West did what he supposedly did, Okay, if he did that with one of y'all, y'all are gonna beat his butt, right? I have never heard LeBron James say that he wants to beat Delonte West's butt ever. So whatever it is that Kyrie did, for him to want to say, "I'm going to kick his butt if I see him," he must have done something devious. Well, now he's saying that's not true. LeBron that's what he's saying. saying. That's, not true. that's what he's saying. Yeah, but but I think now because I, I think this is when this first broke. I told y'all I thought something was up. Something is wrong. Something happened between the two of them that still hasn't gotten out yet. And I can't wait for it to get out because there's no way, no way whatsoever 
if you're Kyrie Irving, that you'd want to leave Cleveland. There's no way. But for now, I don't know if you heard the recent reports, they've been trying to get a hold of him, and he's not answering the phone. Yeah, he's not. Which is the exact same thing LeBron James did when he left. It's the exact same thing he did when he left. Kyrie's trying to prove a point. He's trying to make sure that he gets out of there. And if your management can't reach you, like they repeated, at least that's what the reports are saying, repeated attempts to try and reach him, and he's like turned his phone off. He's not answering any phone calls, or at least not to people from Cleveland. My take is I, I, I think he had a conversation with LeBron about what LeBron would do. And I'm starting – at first I said – LeBron said, no, I'm not going to come back. I think LeBron said, kick rocks, I'm not telling you. You're just like everybody else. That's one of the possibilities that I think happened. I think LeBron literally told him, kick rocks. But why would LeBron want to kick his butt then? Well, I think after that with Kyrie saying he wants to leave, it's kind of – it's making LeBron look bad. Yeah. LeBron does not want to look bad, and Kyrie's making him look bad. And I think, I think the lack of words – but, I mean, we've heard all kinds of stuff, and we heard that Kyrie obviously uh, – apparently – had this meeting with management a few weeks ago, and no one said a word. So this meeting didn't just happen when this news broke. This meeting happened weeks ago. Management goes to LeBron and say, hey, LeBron, this is what we had a meeting with Kyrie about, and now the whole world knows Kyrie's issues. That's what pissed Kyrie Irving off. So I don't know if it was something before that or if it was just LeBron just couldn't keep it to himself like management asked him to. They were already in turmoil anyway. And when Kyrie comes out and says they're in a a peculiar situation, what's peculiar is – are you going to stick with King James or are you going to stick with me? He ain't got m- many more years left. We don't know how many more years LeBron has. Or are you going to stick with me? I, I like that. And I think that's probably what happened. And, yeah, I agree with that. I think that's probably what happened when he said they're in a peculiar situation. Yeah, I, I don't think he could have mentioned anything else. And now it makes sense because before we are like, what the? What is he talking about? But this is the thing, though. Everybody's saying, or at least Kyrie's people say, are saying, LeBron leaked it. What if Kyrie's people just leaked it? Sure, could have. That could have easily happened. It doesn't make any sense for him to be adamant about going to New York. I mean, he, the Spurs all of a sudden aren't in the picture anymore. What what is going on with these kids these days? You know, to you, I mean, you don't want to play in San Antonio. You don't want to play in Cleveland. I mean, what happened to this whole you know Kevin Durant effect where people just wanted to win and join forces and stuff like that? Like this blows my mind for Cleveland to even consider trading Andrew Wiggins. I mean, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say Cleveland, for Minnesota to consider trading Andrew Wiggins for Kyrie Irving. If that's true, that's crazy. That's crazy to me. Uh, but if they want to, I mean, I just think that's crazy. Uh, Damian Lillard kind of shot, you know, some opening shots to Kyrie Irving because they're comparing him and Kyrie. And Damian Lillard sent out a tweet saying, I've been in the league five years and we've made the playoffs or been above 500 every year. Yeah, I saw that tweet. You saw that? I saw that tweet. That's a shot at him saying, yeah, you got a chip and you hit big shots, but I could have done that too. With LeBron James. With LeBron James. Right. But without LeBron James, I'm not – my team's not picking the number one pick in the NBA draft two years in a row. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. But if I'm I'm Cleveland and knowing Dan Gilbert and the way that he is, he's going to be banished to like – to – I don't know, Charlotte or or Orlando or some other team that just – I can't even say Philadelphia anymore because I think they're going to be pretty good. I can't say Minnesota anymore because they're going to be pretty good. The Bucks are going to be pretty good. But he's going to be banished to another organization that's just not very good. And I think he's now to the point to where I think Cleveland might regret dealing some of those picks because if you lose Kyrie Irving and then you wind up losing LeBron James anyway because of the way the management's handling this, Cleveland's – automatically back to the bottom. No ifs, ands, or buts about it because they're not going to get anything for them. 
unless LeBron waves his no trade clause and says, hey, look, hey, if you think it's in your best interest to get some help for me now, trade me to Los Angeles, Laker Nation, uh, and then get some people for him. LeBron James might go to Houston, bro. Oh, get man. Get let me, t- let me tell you something right now. At first, I thought it was ludicrous. I, I think I said on a podcast earlier that that was ludicrous. But if Melo goes to Houston, Chris Paul's already here. What what other situation be best for LeBron James the, is going to Houston? The best situation for LeBron James and his family is not Houston. The best situation, and, and I'm not saying this because I'm a Lakers fan, because it doesn't have to be the Lakers. Say LA. It doesn't have to be the Lakers. It could be the Clippers. Oh. But LeBron James living the lifestyle that he wants to live. LeBron James wants to be on TV. He wants to be in movies. His wife and kids and everybody else, like that's the life that they want to be able to live. How do you, I mean, I know people own homes all over, right? But this was, I think this was all part of his master plan. He left, came back, got his shit for the city, and now he can go on to live his life. And he's going to be on any, as soon as he retires, the moment he's retired, he will have a TV gig instantly. He's not going to get that in Houston. Let me say something about Houston. He's delaying the inevitable. But people are not. Remember that Les is selling the team. And something LeBron has said his entire life is that he wants to be either an owner or a part of an owner of a team. What better situation would it be to get in now in Houston and then beef up the team's overall revenue by playing for them? That would be unheard of. That's smart. And LeBron James is one of those players who wants to do the unheard of. He knows he can't catch Jordan in that type of legacy. But what about being a player? I own the team I actually play for. I could see him doing it. And then he could take a pay cut. He doesn't have don't, to be don't, let, don't let Chris You look no. sick over there. Don't let Chris get nauseous. Your head. You see, you see, you look nauseous. You see his eyes. He's like, yes, yes, no. They're complete opposite happening. of what you look, at, he can't, look like. He can't. You listen to him he talk. Can't, he can't be an owner like of your player expression, anyway. Your expression just changed slowly. No. You were so happy at no. first. He's they just be, he's like gonna you were. He's going to be a Laker. I'm just telling you, he's going to be a Laker. You want to bet some push ups on that too? I'm not bidding anything on that. <laughs> He's trying to get out of these push-ups. Yeah, that's what you're trying to do. Mellon's like, I, want you to, I want you to do 50 push-ups, okay? <laughs> I will have my phone next to me. We will call an ambulance if we need to <laughs> in the middle of the push-ups or whatever. I don't want you to die on my podcast not or anything like that. Okay, I know 50 pushes a lot for you. So I, I missed my shout-out to 10 Earls CrossFit, man. Sorry. My bad, Clem. Shout-out to them. Our loyal listeners. He keeps plugging us, man. Hey, man, it's greatly appreciated. Yeah. It really is. I mean, everyone I talk to says they, they love the podcast, so we're going to keep on putting it out there. I will say everybody I talk to says they love it. And Trey, you're not a villain. <laughs> you're just not liked. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. Everybody's got to have one, right? Everybody's right. got to have one. That's all good. Oh, guys, please subscribe to our podcast. Leave us five stars. Let us know what we can do better. Leave comments. Um, we're just trying to get better day by day. Uh, we will have the uh, dailies out again soon and our take of the weeks. But, you know, just keep on, you know, doing what you're doing right now. I want to give a shout out to Cowboy Nation and Laker Nation before you go. Just try it. See what happens. See if you throw up in your mouth. Okay. let me. See. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happened. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Can't do it. Mm-mm. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the new Channel Sports Podcast. Leave comments. Please rate the podcast with five stars. And don't forget to subscribe. Check out the podcast daily for sports news and scores. Thursdays for the take of the week. And every Tuesday and Saturday for discussions on hot sports topics.